When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Sir. We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Welcome to the California Penal League Podcast Off-Season Edition. Uh, a lot has happened um, since we've last spoken, and we're going to talk about it. Um, we've got 40-man roster moves for you. We've got award season for you. We've got managerial hires. Our managerial yeah, hires for you. We've got Arizona Fall League action for you. And if you are a devotee of this team, I can promise you, you've been, you probably know about this, but if you are, haven't been watching, uh, the AFL has been quite juicy if you're at all concerned about the future of this Cleveland Guardians team. So we can get into that a little bit as well. Um, but I am Steve. Chris is here. Fab's always uh, the dynamic trio, I guess. Um, we are here to talk about. Let's see. Where should we start, boys? What's got you juiced up the most? Um, I was pretty. I mean, it's it's maybe recency bias a little bit, but I was feeling a little jacked up over the weekend because it was a little bit of a roller coaster of emotion. Although this was like not a surprise, but I thought the Guardians pulled off a shrewd little move in what essentially became swapping out Cal Quantrill's six million dollar quasi bullpen salary and swapped it for potential back end of the bullpen help in Scott Barlow, who has tortured, who everyone knows tortured the guardians for years with Kansas city as a, as a dynamic reliever. So he's due to make like 7 million. I thought that was a pretty shrewd move, especially looking at Reynaldo Lopez signing a three year, $30 million some, guaranteed deal. Some news on that Ronaldo Lopez deal, though. I read they, they want him to start. Yes, 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 Which, yes, yes. When you think about three years, thirty million, and having that ability to be the sixth starter on that roster, it suddenly becomes a little bit more palatable. It makes more sense, yeah, than just being a relief pitcher. Well, um, and that's like the he's like a Cal Quantrill at that point, yeah, where it's like, yeah. you know, we could we could have you be the swing man. We could Only have you pitch. He's more effective late innings than I than Cal was ever tested at, you know, in the bullpen. 
Um, you know, because I don't know if you'd want to put Cal in the eighth inning with a one. No, league. God, no. Well, but I also I don't know. You, I mean, you don't I, know. actually. I mean, we we never crossed that bridge, but on paper, the it seems like figure that out. I yeah. feel bad for where Cal ended up. I, oh gosh, I do. I I do <laughs> poor guy. Poor poor. Mile guy. High Stadium would not be great for him. No, that's going to be or course course field rather. And, and their defense actually, isn't all that great either. I'll tell you what though. I don't know though because like this is way off track immediately. But with Cal, it's like, do you or or any Rockies pitcher would you rather go straight power pitchers and just hope that you can blow guys away and just like try to build a team around like building the, we're gonna like we're gonna have the most strikeouts of any team. Like, is that how you'd want to operate? Well, or would you be? Like, I don't know if they can even financially try to achieve that. Well, there's that. But um, like. My my thing is, yeah, Cal didn't give up an exorbitant amount of home runs, but he pitches to contact. And in that altitude and yeah, that, that defense there, it, it I, I just, like, maybe we're, like, you know, blowing it out of proportion and he'll be like, okay, well, that's a typical Cal Quantrill year. Um, maybe they calculated that, like, his percent of, Pitching the contact with where it usually lands with the altitude will actually result in more warning track outs than yeah. it would doubles <laughs> or triples in an ordinary ballpark. That's Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I would really love to know the the. I bet there's a way to there. do that for sure. There has to be. There has the to rationale be. might have just been we need a warm body. Yeah, for sure. That's or what it could have been that, that simple. It could have been that simple. They're not. Um, we need somebody someone. for that analysis. But Steve, you well, and we could flip him for a trade. We could flip right. him. Yeah, uh, yeah. In but July. you bring up a you bring up a great point. Flipping that contract for the Barlow contract uh, to get us back on topic. I have been salivating about the back end of our bullpen now, all weekend long. I like it a lot. I, I think that's shrewd. Coming I think in, that was a coming really into the good move. coming into free agency and in, in the off season, I thought there were a couple areas that the Guardians needed to address: backup catcher, two bullpen spots, probably a sixth starter, and a, an everyday or you know dominant. Um, playing time right fielder. And so far yep. we've identified the, the one of the bullpen arms and, and the backup catcher. Right. Um, and now that we've identified with Barlow and gotten that back into the rotate or back of the bullpen arm, you know, you have Stefan, you have Barlow, dare I say, Henches is a possibility there too. Yep. Those are Boss all guys that you can say four man seventh, eighth inning. It's going to be one of you three. And if we could add a, a fourth arm to that mix, Ooh, baby. It's perhaps it, we haven't had that in a while. It perhaps it will be recent, uh 40 man roster edition, Cade Smith. And that's later exactly in the what I was thinking too. The man had something like, I, I, I don't have, well, speak amongst yourself. I'm going to pull up something because there was some kind of ridiculous stat he had last about year. Kate I thought Smith. about Kate Smith, where I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like he needs to work on a few things still. Yes, but 
Well, it could be the fact that he had 95 strikeouts That's what it was. in 62 it was the 95 and two-thirds innings. Jeez. To 62 and two-thirds innings. I was that I wanted to make sure I got the numbers right, but it was that ratio, yeah. and I was like, "It's dude, bonkers. you don't need to be a closer just yet. Like, if that's your end game goal, perfect. But I want you like yeah, as a like sixth and seventh inning guy. For dude, like Kate a year. Smith has a career, and so he's been three years in the minors. Kate Smith, and he's got he he's got fourteen strikeouts per nine innings. Yeah. Is what he averages. Yeah, like he he's a little. He's got to cut down the walks. It the looks the like walks a is bit. yeah definitely where he needs to to trim some fat because but, he, but he's only given up eleven home runs in one hundred and sixty seven innings, which is like tremendous. Yeah, yeah, he's this dude's got some. I I really you know can't speak too much to it because I haven't seen him pitch in person or anything. But like that's some gas. Nor have so, I. But I'm like, I mean, man, there's I, a reason why they put him on the forty man, and especially the thing that like people always get like all bent out of shape about the rule five. And it's like the only things that really matter in the rule five are relievers. Yes. Because you can, that's how they got Stefan. And that's how a lot of these teams acquire bullpen talent is because you can hide them away. I think we might even lose Tanner Burns because of that, that idea too. Yeah. And I think it probably came down to like, which one do we, I mean, we yeah. got to pick one, you know? And yeah. like, and Hey, just, Hey, the know, other guy we protected is too, what it is. Daniel Espino. I think his future's in the bullpen. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yes. I mean, with that injury history and saying, hey, we're going to make you a uh, an Adam Miller type two-inning, potentially a night guy with just electric stuff. Is he targeted for like mid-summer or August? Uh, I believe August would be his return. So okay. if everything went according to plan, maybe we could see him in like September. Okay. After, you know, a little bit of a rehab. Man, I just want him to have a healthy year. I don't. I don't even care if we. I mean, I'd love to see him up with the Guardians. I, I just want him to like get a season and co- get that confidence back of like, hey, like you're going to turn it around because we've seen. You know, every team has this, but we've seen several guys who just like the injury bug just gets you as yeah. a pitcher and you never get out of it. That's how I feel about like George Valera. Yeah, I'm like stop. These just little minor your hand out for or a week. Doing, yeah, it's, like just play a full season, weeks. dude. Yeah, <laughs> just like play a full season. Do it. This this is just going to be a big year well, for him too. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll we'll be talking a lot about him. Trust yeah. me. Um, the other the other guy really quickly named to the forty man that was interesting was uh, our, you guys have gone haywire over this guy a bunch, uh, but Jonathan Rodriguez got added to the. 40 man as well. So there was yeah. definitely, I mean, the team certainly noticed, um, you know, that he put up crazy numbers in the minors. So it's like, maybe they see something where they're like, Hey, we're going to try and like, see what happens here. Um, you know, throw him he out. Is something training that is, he, he possesses something that's a big dialect argument between Midwesterners and everybody else. He's got pop. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does. He's got that. So he's got that soda. He's got that he soda running through his veins. That's right, baby. But, well, but I, he can also hit for an average too. Well, yeah. here's the thing about I, uh, Baseball America. Very interestingly, has started to actually acquire Statcast data for minor leagues. Okay. So they have been doing this series where they've been looking at they've been compiling the Statcast data for uh, you know 
hitters and pitchers. And uh, the one that the one stat that stood out to me quite a bit on the hitting side that should come as no surprise to anybody here is that the Guardians organization has the lowest average exit velocity Let me of guess, any at like eighty four of any organization eighty four miles an hour. It's bad. It's yeah. It's really really terrible. And it speaks miles per hour. <laughs> it speaks. It speaks. Little leaguers uh, hit it far farther and faster. Yes. <laughs> Honest to God, man, it speaks to like the draft strategy of the last few years. But that's why a guy like Rodriguez is like this weird unicorn where you're kind of like, boy, I hope that'd be cool if like we somehow had a guy like that. Yeah. And even if he ends up being like a 250, 260 hitter who can hit 30 homers, you'll take that. (laughs) Yes. You'll take that. Because this lineup lineup is as constructed has a lot of guys who are going to hit you. You know, 300, 310 at, at tops, probably down to, you know, 270, 260. Yeah. Would you guys like to know? 12 would to, you like to know what he's doing in the uh, Puerto Rican Winter League? I know uh, yeah, he's been I, coming on stronger uh, the last couple of days. He got off to a rough start. Do you have his strikeout numbers too? Because I know that's his like big thing. He's like 30 something percent strikeout percent. Yeah. His, his Puerto Rican Winter League stats are pretty interesting. No home runs yet. But in fifty four or forty six at bats, but he's got seven strikeouts and seven walks. Okay, and he's okay. hitting two eighty three, three seventy on base. So like, I'll take it. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, maybe he becomes what we all hoped uh, Oscar Gonzalez was going to become. Puerto Rican no. has Puerto Rico has very thick, Ugh. humid air, so very bad exit velocity down in Puerto Rico. I think. I don't think that's yeah, true, get, but... I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, that, you sounded <laughs> The ball is so yeah. damp there. It's so it's moist. The moisture in the um, air. Speaking of Oscar Gonzalez... Well, no. Oscar Gonzalez wasn't on the roster, so they didn't have to tender him a contract? Or is he not even in... He's not in arbitration or anything. No, 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 no. He would... Uh, I think uh, I think he's still too young. I, I think he might have another year. Oh, yeah, because he, he doesn't even have... He has, like... Yeah, like no service time was acquired this year. Like forty. Games. Yeah, he's not even eligible until twenty six. Yeah, so he's got. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Between like, I mean, I think I know where you're going with this. Um, stop me if I'm wrong, but I would say between him, Karen Check, probably Sandlin, probably missing an, a name or two, but. Uh, those are all kind of like the next wave of guys I could see the team moving on from. Um, and I, you're dead wrong. You're dead wrong. You're dead right about uh, where I'm looking at because the uh, forty man I'm looking at who who can we trim? Yeah, off. And we're gonna have to trim a ga- we're gonna have to trim a guy or two. Yeah, because I, I I'm pretty confident that we will acquire an outfielder at some point this summer or this this winter. Hopefully not summer. If it's summer, I'm. I might be in a bad spot. Kill me. <laughs> like I'll be in a very bad spot if it's if it takes until the summer. Well, there's yeah. I mean, you look at the. So they did obviously they 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 did sign Loriano, yeah, uh, Ramon Loriano. But you're looking at in terms of the the forty man, it's like okay, Miles Straw's floating out there, and are you really? It's the same with the like Cal Quantrill Barlow deal. It's like, do you really think the Guardians want to be paying five million dollars to Ramon Loriano? And like six million dollars to Miles Straw, yeah. Next year, like absolutely not. So 
Yeah. I cannot see him on this team. There was an interesting quote from Antonetti where he basically came, and I'm glad you mentioned that, um, but Antonetti basically says something along the lines of, well, we don't really know what Ramon's role is going to be. Like, you know, we'll have to wait to see what the final roster is before we can kind of pinpoint that. I'm paraphrasing, but, I mean, it was something Mm -hmm. along those lines. And I've always been of the mindset that rolling into the the start of the season with a platoon of Loriano and Will Brennan is not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, that's fine for center. It's field. an upgrade over Miles Straw. Here's my but okay. Because here's platoon, here's mine though. You can you can play that platoon to their strengths against the righties and lefties, and it's actually pretty productive. Here's my platoon though for you. I don't think that's bad, but my platoon choice would be. Will Brennan's in center, Ramon Laureano and Dominic Smith are your right field platoon to start the year. Because Dominic Smith, when you look at his 2019 and 20 seasons, that dude raked with the Mets. And I wanted him as part of the the Lindor deal. I know you did. Yeah, I did too. I did too. And if you you go to him and you're like, he's a lefty, Ramon Laureano's a righty, and you go, we're going to play a fairly strict platoon situation to start the year here. Um... That's not too bad to me. What is, Unless, what is, until, my question is, what is, you said 19 and 20. What has Smith done just the last two dude, years? He's been productive. I, so, I honestly have not paid attention. I, I know so he's he had off. his first, this was his first full, like, actual season where he had, like, a full season of at-bats um, with the Nationals this year. And he hit, he had 586 plate appearances. He hit 254, 326 on base, OPS plus of 92, 12 homers, 21 doubles. Nothing that makes you jump out and like start screaming to the heavens that you love it. But in a, in a situation where. Situation. Now, if I look at his splits, because I mean, he's mostly going to have hit right handed pitching. So, so. <laughs> This is funny. He actually is a worse batting average against right-handed hitters <laughs> in his career. <laughs> but I would still roll him out there. I'd still do it. I'd I'd still look at him. I mean, it's so funny when you look at his splits because they're like <laughs> worse as a as a lefty. Um, he actually hits left-handed pitching better. But I still think the idea holds if you were to like say, "What's the most uber cheap option we could imagine?" Oh well, that would certainly be. On the cheap end. Because I think we have to mentally prepare ourselves for that being the case. Well and and I'm not I'm not like I'd be pissed, but I don't know if I'd be like I'd be very intrigued by the idea of those two. Yeah. I mean it wouldn't get I mean if you're if your big off season signings were Dominic Smith Scott Barlow, Christian Bethencourt, and, and maybe like a, a back end starter. You're not selling I mean, any tickets on that. Like I mean, but no. prepare yourself. I'm telling you like, though. I'm telling you right now. Prepare yourselves. They're yeah. already preparing us with that like I, yeah. story about the fucking TV contract. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I yeah. This, Their pockets, pockets. Still, Anthony shows up with his pockets turned out. I, I like, still think you could do a little bit better than Smith. I, I still think. 
You can, I but I don't know if they especially will. Especially if you're able to unload Miles Straw. If you're, I mean that that's kind of a linchpin right there. I think if you're able to unload yourself of that, you know, well, yeah. I mean, you're tying up eleven million dollars for like an average center field platoon. Yeah, I think you below could, average. And I mean, the name I keep coming back to is Hunter Renfro, and I've seen contract projections for him like two, three million. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, I don't think stupid. that's what he ends up signing, but I would, I would. Personally, it's not my money, but I would go to him and I'd be like, you want two guaranteed years with third year option and make it around seven mil a year? Yeah, that'd be juicy. I mean, three years, 21 million. That's not much. And and, no. and the, I'm also thinking from the standpoint of. I hope some of the guys that we're about to talk about, you know, momentarily pan out. And I hope I'm trading Renfro in a year to make room for those guys. Oh, that'd be nice. I'm hoping that it's a, he's here for a year for sure. Um, Maybe his role diminishes as the summer goes on. And then we can ship him next off season. But I'm also preparing for maybe the guys that we all think are ready and should get a spot midsummer aren't quite ready, or something would happens. You, would you and prefer, we have a backup heading into next season too? Would you prefer a like Renfro esque, or maybe even like a slightly higher investment in right field, or would you I rather? Mean, trust me, I would love. I would something. I would love something higher. Okay, would you prefer? What the either of those, yeah, or would you prefer them doing some extensions? Uh, Naylor, some some meaningful extensions with the guys we've talked about, and then day one, Menzardo's on opening day roster, the louders up here early summer, like June, July, and we just uh, we just get it, we get it, we get the youth movement. You keep Bieber for the because it looks like right now with that Cal move, they're probably just going to keep yeah. Bieber for the season. Get that first round draft pick if they can't come to some kind of agreement, uh, which they probably won't at this point, and then hope you can slot him in or Gavin Gavin Williams takes that next step, and then you your front end is fine. That's a really good question. I'd rather have the youth movement. That's a really yeah. I mean, really if you're talking question. about if it was like if that meant that like. Quan and yeah. Naylor were, I'm, I'm, yeah, were locked those are the two up. names that I immediately went to as well. I'm like, yeah. then yeah. And and if it's a guarantee that Manzardo's on the team and like we're maybe maybe it is that like Dominic Smith bullshit platoon in, in right field, you know, like I, I wouldn't be opposed to that if to start that would at least have me excited as a fan going into the season to say, like, well, let's see what these guys can do, especially right. knowing that like for the next like three to five years the core is pretty legit and, and entrenched in this hypothetical. Can we also get rid of miles straw? Yeah. You can okay, always exactly. get rid of just for the hell of it. Yeah. I, really, like, I really just don't want miles straw on the team. I don't want to go well, to a game in June and be having here's a couple the problem, of, though. Huh? The problem with miles straw though, the problem with miles straw is like, you sort of lost the only trade chip you had left. If you're going to keep Bieber, 
I mean, you, this is like, what are you going to, who's taking him off your hands? Do you, do I don't you know. Eat, I haven't it? looked yet. But. Well, that's what sucks about our organ, our team, though, is like, you could ordinarily just eat, eat the 5 million. Like, most teams could just eat the 5 million yeah. and be like, this is makes our team worse. And we have a great uh, rotation and some good young guys. So, like, why are we going to keep this person who's making our team worse? And yeah. stunting us from bringing up other guys, but then all of a sudden our dead our dead cap money or not cap money, but our dead money on the books is like now approaching like fifteen million. Because don't forget we picked up uh oh who was it Gene Segura, yes, <laughs> and we have like like I don't like would, would the Dolans like first of all like would the Dolans have like be willing to like just say we have fifteen million dollars that we're paying out to the guys that are on the team. Um, to answer your question though, Steve, I think there's a lot of teams that would take Miles Straw, especially a lot of like rebuilding slash like fringe playoff teams as a stopgap sort of guy. I could also see him going to. I would have to really examine the the landscape, but. Like a a contender as a fourth outfielder, the problem is that return is going to be less inspiring than the um than the Cal return. Oh yeah, of of um Kate Huff. Kate Huff, you know, yeah, yeah. which organizationally we needed another catcher, and and Kate Huff fills that that void. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be like, you, you, I mean. Uh, yeah, right. Well, like right. Kid, I mean, that's, out of like, that's just getting money off the books yeah, there. I mean, that's that's that all that, that that move could be. But I I I would take that. Oh, I would too. I I absolutely would too. I've just started to think a little bit more. I'm just like if she, if Shane Bieber's probably off the table, it's like, well, you've pretty much lost that there really is no no one else left unless a team like unless you saw a team that was like Hey, we'd love to, you know, again, maybe it's like a team like the some rebuilding team where they 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 wanted like see if they can make Oscar Gonzalez like a reclamation project. He's a piece. Or, you know, he's certainly like, a piece. I, if I was a if I was a terrible team, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, he yeah. had 20 home runs a season. Like he had like one year nearly 300 yeah. uh in that rookie year. It's like, sure, why not? But again, I mean, and then and and actually, this is where it kind of bodes well that we've made all these trades. But you could, you know, these teams could look and go, "Hey, they gave up on Nolan Jones pretty quickly. They gave, they up, gave up on, on Brito. They gave up know, on. They clearly can't teach pitching or hitting yeah. to save their fucking lives. Like maybe maybe we could so. get this guy in who who is just a year removed from having a pretty darn good season. You know, but again, that would be like you'd be trading that for like some sort of like depth oh piece of some kind yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. i don't know i mean i don't know and sanity but, like just getting him off knowing that he's not going to be there just stinking it up every every goddamn day in that lineup is i mean that, i sorry i just randomly thought of this question this is like so off topic but like is there somebody on the current team that they could trade away to make you legitimately just like not a fan of the team anymore. Yes. You're just like, I can't, I can't 
Who, who's your person or people? I have multiple. Yeah. Jose. Mm, like, like the, <laughs> um, Jose. Okay. Bybee, Gavin, um, probably even Tristan, I would have to lump in there, even though he's, you know, banged up, uh, often the nailers, a little bit of everybody. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my are the Nailers and and Jose. Yeah, I, th- I think that Josh Naylor really is one. Because I, I could almost justify Josh, Jose Ramirez. I could I can justify that because he's still so young to the point where you'd get like probably a pretty good haul for it. Where I'm like, yeah, base from a baseball standpoint, I could I, I could make it out and I could understand. It it. But like Josh Naylor, it would no no no. It would make sense. Don't get me wrong. Josh Naylor would just really piss me off because he's like that you know if his maturation continues it's like you've worked so hard to un- to like find this hidden gem of a player the way you did with jose ramirez right. and it would be like so aggravating if they like moved him now not that that would make any sense whatsoever but if they right. did i'd be like i'd be like why would you even consider that <laughs> why, okay. why would you move a a young controlled 26 year old guy <laughs> The only way is if they're like, oh, we're going to give you like this, this person back. If he was in like a trout package, I'd be like, yeah, okay, well. <laughs> Junior Caminero, we'll give you but Junior even though, back. I, but even, yeah, right. But even then, like, I mean, I look at trout these days and I'm like, well, he actually like in the last couple of years, aside from like the billions of injuries. I'd rather have Naylor he does, than Trout right now. He does swing and miss more. He strikes out more. He's, He's not reliable. It's like, I don't know if I actually yeah. would want him over. I saw a great I tweet. Stupid. I saw a great tweet psychopath. from some some uh, White Sox fans, and they're like, "What would you be willing to give up Luis Roberts for?" And they're like, "If it doesn't include Trout, I'm not making the deal." And they're like, "Luis Roberts actually kind of been a better player the last like two years than Trout, like three seasons." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not talking like, about like I, I would like we're not talking Mike Trout. No, six years ago. No, right. I mean the dude's so, thirty three now. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to like actually pause for a second. He's 32 and like set to make a shitload of money. He's like made a glass. Years. Yeah, I, I would actually have to pause. There, on a, there's on a your Miggy Cabrera contract. There's yeah. there's the one. There's the guy that you just you're just counting down the years, and you're like, oh god, like how many more years? Oh shit, we have six more years of this. Like, oh oof. You just hope that, like, you can somehow, even though you haven't done it for 20 years, build a team around him, and he gets to be there for, like, a meaningful playoff at bat. At least once. Just once. Yeah. Uh, although his numbers his numbers last year were better than I even thought. But I still, No, he was playing well last year, but got hurt again. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. Um, Fabs, that'll never happen, though, because they're going to lose Otani. They are going to lose a time. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know why it took me so long for that that thought and sentence stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I I really hope he ends up with the Mariners. Man, the Mariners would be so perfect. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah. I see him. I see him staying on the. Sounds coast. like they're out on him though. I I, I, I think the only like non coastal like West Coast team that I could see him signing with is the Rangers. Like I could see the Rangers. Oh, that'd be wild. Ponying up the money for him. I just don't know if um 
he wants a cowboy hat and snakeskin boots yet. I just don't know. He starts dressing like the guy from um, Nope, who has like that <laughs> Western. Right, right. Oh, it'd be amazing. <laughs> the bolo tie. The, yeah. uh, the, the, the personal arc of that would be amazing. It would. Um, well, we now. also have some non-player news, uh, obviously. Uh, the Guardians do have a manager. Woohoo! Yes. So yes. that also happened. It did. So did. Steven Vogt is your new He was elected Guardians the manager. new manager days before the voting day. Oh, that's true. But I'll see myself out now, guys. As you should. <laughs> uh, but Stephen Vogt um, is a two—you know—was a two-time All Star. Yeah. He was the uh, most—you know—he was a vaunted, uh, the most vaunted, sought-after position ever when it comes to a manager. He was a catcher. Um, everything I've read on him, everything I've I've heard, is that like every clubhouse he's ever played in, every player he's ever played with, like everybody just like loves this dude. He's like amazing. And he said all the he he said all the right things. He did. You know, he wants to surround himself with smart people and this and that. And it's like, well, you know, hey, look, somebody's got to give a manager his first shot. And it you know, I can't really based on like all the people that were out there, it's not like you could look. There's really like Well, no, and look who, at who look at you? all the other managerial hirings. Um, there was really only two retreads. That I can do that. Craig Council stuff was wild. The Council stuff was was, holy cow! Like that came out of left field. Like that was that was bonkers. Um, They secretly stole him from a division rival. That's pretty sweet. And then David Ross called him, like afterwards. Like was he and what to do? No, David Ross was basically like, "Hey, I know you're going to do a great job." Like, oh yeah, like basically like you know, good luck, man. Well, you know, I mean, it was like, but it was like. In a friendly manner, and it was like, yeah, yeah, that's the well, that's, nice job. That's, that's, that's well, David that Ross for, setting himself up. That's smart. Oh, totally. That's, that's true. Although I am surprised, no team is like trying to snatch him up because I thought I heard shocking. that he did a pretty good job. Padres were interested, maybe. Okay. You know who I feel bad for is Ron Washington because. Why he gets another? He, he like works his way back all the way into getting a manager job. And it has to and be, gotta be for the freaking <laughs> angels. Like that poor bastard. Okay, okay. So this episode's now just going to be piling on the angels the rest of uh, the next uh, twenty five minutes. That's most, so to be that's fair, most that's like of the our, most of our episodes. In in fairness, it is um, somehow it usually it always, always comes dies up. back I mean, into how crappy the angels are. And how we were doing with the Rangers last season, and they just won the goddamn World Series. That's true, dude. That is I true. have a crazy stat about. Uh, the World Series, but I do want to. I do want to uh, finish up a thought on Stephen Vogt and um, uh, his hiring. So he said something during the press conference that, uh, as Steve said, you know, he was a he was a catcher. And he was like, "Well, I forget what the, I don't even know what the question was. I think it was like, you know, what what are some traits that you don't think will you know may help you make it become a good manager?" It's like, "Well, I was a catcher, and he's like, I had to deal with both the position players." and the pitchers and those are two different breeds of people and i never stopped to think of it from that perspective but it was like yeah like that that dude just nailed that answer and That's hopefully that answer. does transpire like hopefully that does transpire 
I, I'm not coming in on and saying, oh, you know, we're back in the playoffs, baby. But like, I feel good about that hire. Yeah, as I, as I think all all three of us do. Like, yeah, I think I think it's I I was like a youth movement at managers. That's kind of where it's it's all trending. Um, our team is really young, so I think like that that's really helpful. Um, and this guy is like really liked everywhere he is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it is yeah, the like, opposite I don't think... of what the White Sox did two years ago. <laughs> right. Exactly. And like, now I don't they're paying think... the price. Like now that yeah. team is in disarray and everyone is up for sale. And he still works for them. <laughs> <laughs> Indians legend Jim told me he needs to step in and say something to management. Dom said, "Yeah, I." feel like we would have all been pretty like if the team went and hired Buck Showalter I feel like we all would have been like oh okay yeah the only retread I think I would have been cool with was council yeah yeah for sure I would have been down with that because that was a situation where he was successful and just like had to move on yeah based on like a lot of factors whereas a lot of other sort of retread manager and, and with Francona, it was similar in that it was like, Oh, he just needed to take a break for a year after being in Boston. And it was like, there was no real reason why, you know, it was like, he just had to like, kind of like reset his, you know, hit the reset button and it, when it worked out well. And I, but like a lot of teams go with the youth manager now. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, that there's, you know, um, who else? Well, I mean, you look at like I'm, I'm uh, just the Giants did with Gabe Kapler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twins. Well, I was, I was just ago. thinking of this year. I mean, uh, yeah, Twins with Rocco Baldelli. Yeah. Rays. I will um, say that I I was a little anxious about the council stuff because of the and like I I get your money. Like I don't care about that. Like that's cool. Like set the market. But his comments about that of like setting the market and I was like, oh, that's like so. I know. I mean, we. I know we're like very much don't like how much money our our club spends, but that's like the antithesis of like what the guardians are all about. Um, like of that being a thing of like what my money getting, getting paid my money. Um, I think that I, but I get like, I'm just kind of thinking on that front. Like, yeah, right, buddy. Like, okay, go, you can go ahead and set the market for managers. If you really think that's what you're worth. Like, I don't think most teams around baseball give a shit. And, and yeah. are going to like pay or, you know, cause like, first of all, you better win. Right. And... I just don't want that in the organization. I just like, I don't need the drama with the manager. The manager needs to be like the, the, the peacemaker, the adult in the room. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. It's I mean, kind of there's... a weird, that is sort of a weird thing to come out. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, get that your money for sure. Being pissed off with them. Yeah, there was some stuff going on there. There was. was It sounded like there was some backstabbing. Um. Yeah, if they didn't sign that lease, I definitely would have pegged Milwaukee as being a team about to hightail it out of town. But yeah, following the A steps. That's right. We'll we'll have to discuss that as that progresses. Guardians did a much better job with their search than the Blue Jackets did in their offseason search. (laughs) No, for the love of God, they did some due diligence. Don't even. They did some diligence. <laughs> some diligence. <laughs> yeah, don't even uh, get me started on that. 
Um, let's see. So uh, before we get into, we've alluded to the likes of Kyle Manzardo and Chase DeLauder, uh, it should be mentioned that your Cleveland Guardians have won quite a few awards yeah. this offseason as well. Um, Stephen Kwan has never played a major league season where he has not been a gold glove left fielder, for one. Uh, Nor Andre- has our starting second baseman never donned. Hold on. Well, Miles he's never season. not won as a Cleveland Guardian. Yes, yes. There we go. And that's how we and that's true, the caveat. There you go. So Andre Semenis has won his second straight gold glove. And in true Major League Baseball fashion, they announced this at 1135 p.m. on a Friday night that he won the Rawlings Platinum Glove as the best defender in the AL. But that's more of a fan vote. That's more of a fan vote. It's still awesome that the fans said (laughs) that he was the best defensive player in the American League. Um, But, like, why are you announcing that at midnight? They scheduled it. I think whoever is in charge of the social media scheduled it for the afternoon or the morning, but accidentally did PM. <laughs> yeah, PM, right. Oh, I want that to be so true. <sighs> I, I mean, it, it's that's the only logical. Or the person was like in a different time zone, and and their boss is like, so like yeah, you yeah, sent yeah, that a, out, send right? It, send it at PM, PM. Oh yeah, yeah, f- yeah. I, was, I sent it out, and then they like hurry, and they're like in Ibiza, <laughs> and it's just like Ibiza. <laughs> it's like midnight. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh yeah, the, they're, they're not very good at these these announcements. Um, they don't care about the sport at all. Man. Hopefully, like hopefully so that bad. that does improve. Oh my god! But yeah, that, there's there's a lot to be. But it was cool. That. It was nice that they won it. Yeah, and then uh, Bybee won, or you know, finished second in the Rookie of the Year did. voting and earned himself uh, a year of service time, which will get him closer to arbitration down the road. Yeah. Or, or to free agency down the road, um, which is great, great good but for him. Now, you know? now yeah. we get to lump it's him awesome. into the extension talk. Um, Absolutely, I don't think Ooh, that's I true. don't think they would offer him extension just yet. I would have to imagine that. Uh, mm, give Tristan, me one more full Tristan, year. If Tristan can stay healthy this year, he gets an extension next year. Um, we've already mentioned Josh Naylor and Stephen Kwan. Yeah, I would. I mean, but but yeah, after gotta, those three, I would have to imagine he seems like the next logical. Henry well, Gavin. I would say after this season, you're probably looking at like Gavin Williams, Bybee, and McKenzie, and saying, you know, like, look, we've got to maintain a core of pitching here, and those three are. Yeah, you want to lock up probably at least be, two of. Or, yeah, yeah, two, yeah, two of the Bybee. two of the four, and I would even lump in Allen. Yeah, I mean, still can't rule out Bieber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you honestly never know. Like, if he gets no. injured again, too. Oh, yeah, he's coming. He might come back for sure at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'll take any money I can get. That's right. Um, now, here's, here's, I was thinking about, um, because, I mean, the, the sad part of it is a little bit is that, um, Gunnar Henderson was like a no doubt about it, yes. gonna win rookie of the year. And it does, the interesting thing there is under that new, CBA that does net the Orioles another draft pick, a comp first round pick, like a pretty damn yeah, yeah. A pretty damn good. It'll be like a draft top forty pick. pick. And the Guardians were like, you know, 
ball hair away from getting one of those themselves with Bybee. It's yep. not, it's no small thing that he finished second. Like it sucks that he didn't get it, but like, it's the other weird thing, they don't have something. You, you don't get anything but, for but it. it no, you got, no, no, they got rid of it. There was at one point, I looked it up for rookie for rookies who finished second or third. I thought you got, it used to be under the old, you got the international draft pick, wasn't it? Oh, so, Okay, but why can't why can't the team that has the second place finisher get something? Get a uh, a second round comp pick. Well, that's the thing is like that's because if you're like, if you're going to take away a, a year of service time, which like I didn't do the math, but like he was pretty darn close to it as like as it was, like he missed it by days, like. But like, why not give that that second place team? A, a comp pick. Well, that's the thing is that's such a like, honestly, I would do it for the first, I, second and third. Like I love the idea. Finishers. Yeah. I do love the idea of, of it. It's just like, that's pretty nuts to be like only the winner yeah. of the rookie of the year gets right. it. That's it like, it, it really hard to do. Getting young players up. Yeah. Like you want them to be one of the top, like no longer are you trying to do that service time manipulation. And I would think I would think that'd be something that both the players would want and the teams would want. Right, because the teams benefit greatly by getting those comp picks. Yeah. But anyway, um Yeah, so uh but I was thinking about that also in terms of um our, our good friend Kyle Manzardo and and Chase DeLauder. DeLauder wouldn't probably be in this discussion, but the rule is he either has to open for, for Manzardo. Um, he would have to open the season or get called up like within the first like two weeks to get the full year service time to be eligible for that rookie of the year, like award. So like with the, um, with, to get the, uh, cause he has to be, he can win rookie of the year, but he has to also have like the 170 some days of service time. So you can't like show up in July and get it. You have to like be on the team essentially from the start. Hmm. That's part of that to get to get the pick. And so gotcha. I would say as like a dark horse candidate for the rookie of the year next year, it would behoove the Guardians to like roll the dice and be like, well, F it. Let's just open the season with Manzardo. And like, if the dude rakes as he clearly did in the oh AFL, if he's, if he's here and ready, it's like, let's just see. Cause like we could get the pick if he wins rookie of the year, the stuff I was sending to Chris, I felt like I was cheating on my wife. The <laughs> amount I was like salivating over his like footage. It was palpable. Uh, it was palpable it in was, those texts. Like I, yeah, I, like, it was I sensed it. I was like, Ooh, is okay. Question. Um, is Bo Naylor eligible for rookie of the year? No. Okay. Yeah, I know he played in too many games this year, had too many yeah. bats. So, but I would be like jacked up if he was cuz that would be a huge. I think he yeah, I think he could definitely. Yeah. He'd be a he very continue on the pace. Um that would be sweet. Now the I one think thing the only guy would... that even remotely has a chance next year for Cleveland would be Manzardo. Manzardo. Oh, for sure. And then probably Delauder the following year. Uh, I mean, well, I, I, I don't that, see DeLauder. I don't know that because injury, barring injury and like a sell-off. I'm not sure we see DeLauder much before middle of August next year. 
Mm. And then I even still think it's sporadic playing time. Like, I don't think he would have enough at bats to qualify to, to use up that, that first year of service time uh, for the rookie of the year. Yeah. Purposes. I unfortunately think you're um, right. I want, I wish he was on, I wish they were both on the opening day roster. Because I, I don't, he I'm only played mediocre shit. He only played like eight games at Akron. So I really see like three months, two to three months in Akron. And then, you know, at least another two months in Columbus. Then you're talking August. Um, but the Manzardo stuff, yes. Uh, the one thing I will say before we dive into to looking at some of their Arizona Fall League stats, the Arizona Fall League is kind of comparable to like double A. Okay. Just as a point of reference. That's yeah, that's a good that's a good kind All of right. So let's say let's say there's your point of reference. Uh Chase DeLauder, who was a fall star in addition to Kyle Manzardo, mm-hmm. uh who was in the home run derby uh, for that league. Um, Chase DeLauder hit 299, 3, 385 on base, 529 slugging with yep. uh, 109 plate appearances in the fall league. And he hit five homers, five doubles, more walks than strikeouts, 27, 27 RBI, uh, five stolen bases, pretty much as good as you. That was just 23 games for. too. That's crazy. And Manzardo wasn't too far behind in terms of impressing. He was in 22 games and he hit six homers and had seven doubles and a triple in 20 and a triple. And he hit like 272, 340, uh, 565. And he had some, he had some, you know, stretches where he struggled a little bit, but like he showed some pop. And I think what some of the scouts I read were saying about Manzardo was that he's always had the, the eye for average, but they're really starting to see like an evolution of like more pop in his swing mm-hmm. that he, that he could be a true run producer basically. And so you could be looking at Kyle Manzardo and saying like, is this like a dude who's going to hit fifth? Like, are you looking at like a beautiful little uh, stretch of like Ramirez, Naylor, Manzardo? Is that like a possibility this year? I think it's a lot to ask right off the rip, but I would, I might do it though. But, I mean, I mean, well, a, Yes, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but I'm saying I think that's a lot to to put on his shoulders right off the bat. Well, if you figure though, it's like, it's like, look, you're gonna hit fifth or sixth. Yeah, I, I, we I'm, don't. I'm have, all, all I'm saying is maybe I would drop him to sixth or seventh, start the year. Out. I would. Just, I say. I say do it because what? No, if we start dropping him down to seventh, who's who's behind him to protect him? That's what. Bo- so, well, and like Anna, if I'm thinking about like Jimenez. Yeah, but they're they. I mean, I would. I like Jimenez at like the sixth spot. See, that's what I'm saying though. Is you get if you had like a a, a stretch of like okay, Ramirez, let's, let's, let's logically think this. Three. Let's logically think this out. Quan's so, your leadoff. Quan's your leadoff. Um, Who's your two? The louder in my perfect world would be oh. our two. Well, actually, I guess it would be like I'd actually be really interested in Jimenez being your two. Okay. But I'd be also okay with it being like, no, okay, wait. Yeah, it would be Jimenez. So it would be Quan Jimenez, okay. Ramirez, Naylor, Manzardo, um, then I guess Naylor again, Rokio. Because I'd probably... I like Rokio over Arias. 
That's what I'm saying. Is like I feel like I, I feel there's like your sixth or is, seventh hitter. I feel like Rokio is not going to provide you with the pop that Arias can. At least a home run pop. Let me put it that way. But he's more of a line drive guy. I think he's what we all wanted. Uh, or Brendan, I guess Ahmed Rosario to be. In Rokio, yeah, yeah. No, you know, you guys know me. I'm off. I've been off the Arias train for years yeah. at this point. So, so so your bottom your bottom three would be Rokio, Brennan, whomever right. else. I mean Loriano, like Laureano, whatever. Yeah. Like it would be probably I mean, looking at the current roster, it would be some combination of those Gosh. three. If you could and get, that's not if like we could terrible. get ourselves I'm it's gonna terrible. I'm gonna go back to Hunter Renfro just because I mean yeah the contract great. that you know if he's contract, hitting fifth and Manzardo's hitting sixth, then there you go, baby. Baby then you then you're talking some pretty juicy. Well, yeah, because then you then you Bo's seventh, like yeah, you're just oh. you're like one through seven, one and through still, eight is like still Brian Rocchio hitting eighth or eighth. ninth. Yeah, I almost put bad. him. I'd almost put him ninth, just because I think he's going to be a, an, an average guy. Well, yeah, because that sets up Quan to finally get some fucking RBIs. Yeah. I don't have my straw before. Poor, poor guy. God. God. How yeah. many RBIs? No, I mean, by the way, how many RBIs would Quan have if if, if third? If, if no, 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 no. If he if he stayed at the leadoff spot, but if Miles Straw had a batting average of like two forty, uh, he'd have more than like forty fifty four. He yeah, still had fifty four. He probably had I, would, I would say something sixty five to seventy. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Gosh. That's what's so frustrating, though. It's just like a couple of tinker things because you have so, like you have a guy like Manzardo who, like, I think is at least going to be like a, an upgrade in some capacity, mm-hmm. if not a like possible star, like ready to to come up. So you already have like one of your bats. So just like getting a decent, like a Renfro type, can do so much when a he's two year, uh, yeah, a two year rental basically. Um, like nothing, man. I, I really think Manzardo's comp. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw some comps out there for you guys. Throw them right back if you think I'm high and and full of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, Manzardo's is actually a guy on the roster. I think his comp is Josh Naylor. Oh, I, was, I thought you were gonna say that. I think he's I like a. That. I think he's a guy who can hit 275 to like 285 with 25 home run power. Yeah. He reminds me of Luis Gonzalez minus the steroid year. Because <laughs> he hit the outlier year. He was 23, yeah. 26, 31, 28, 26, 267, 288. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a that, that's another good comp. He's like the similar build, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I teased Steve with this as well. I have a juicy comp for Chase DeLouder. Oh my! If only you go, games. hold on. Let me get this. Let me make sure. Only eight games in his double A career. Yeah. Well, and I'm only basing it off of minor league uh, statistics. I have so much faith in that DeLouder. And Manzardo are going to be good. Like I, 
I mean, if they if let's if they are, that changes so much. Oh yeah, yes. Like that's like that, that's a, a part franchise of franchise altering like, stuff. We need that to happen, but another part of me is like, let's let's give it a second. But like, yes, we need that to happen. I'm um, out of seconds. It needs to happen. <laughs> yes. Okay. I believe. I believe it was his 2002 season when he was in high A. Oh, but boy. there was a former fan favorite. Former Cleveland fan favorite. We had a pretty nice. You think? Think you have Grady Sizemore? Pretty, pretty nice little run with the Indians, and it is. Is this a Grady Grady Sizemore Sizemore. comp? (laughs) It is Grady Sizemore. If you look at the only thing about if you look at Grady's twenty-two season or no, is it his twenty-two season? No, it might have been his two thousand three season. When he was in double A for the full season. That's, yes, that, that was the year I had. I'm sorry, his, 20, uh, his 2003 season. Great, uh, Grady was a year younger and put up very comparable numbers. Chase did not play as, hey, if, as many games, but if you extrapolated Chase's season out to what he was doing, it's a mirror image. If you're talking, look, man, if you're looking at even him sniffing a 30 30 year that'd be pretty nuts it's gonna take a while but i think he could do it i mean i'll tell you what you'd be hard pressed to find a guy there look there's a reason why he was the first round pick and you'd be hard pressed to find a guy who came into the into his minor league career more impressively than like delauder did especially coming off that injury like and now he dude, is a dude long is really way. good. Let me just say this. He is a long ways away from the major leagues. I, mm, I don't know, man. I, he, he and Zero are such I, a violent I, I, I know, like, I know, I know, but like, I, I'm just saying like, he could maybe a year he, and a half. He could, he, th- there could be freak things happening. Freak injuries happen. Like he could, you know, wash his car and fall off of a stepladder. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or but just assume taking groceries in, you know, assuming think, that nothing freak happens. Like, yes, I, th- I think it hit, yeah, it gets hit on the hand with a ball. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I, I really do like we've, like you both have said, I think those two guys are the real deal. I think Rokio is the real deal. If, a Jonathan Rodriguez or George Valara pan out to be the real deal or any, any, I mean, 20, 25, 30 home. Like you're, you're set then. And like, that's probably why they're not hype being hyper aggressive to their credit to be like, we're going to lock up an outfielder. We're going to lock up. It's like, we think we got that. Like we think Rodriguez or Valera is going to be that we think, the louder will be that in a couple of years. Like, so like, why would we waste resources? We'd rather just use the money to extend guys theoretically. Yep. And that's why all the guys, I think that we've all kind of have mentioned. I think we all truly view them as stop gaps. Yeah. In the outfield. And that's totally fine. I mean, teams do that literally yeah, every single day. There's nothing wrong with that. So it's like some guys, that's fine. Some stop gaps are probably going to want that second year in a contract. You know, they're going to want that financial stability. 
defense. Other guys are going to just be like, yeah, you can always move them. I want to always move them, you know? Right. So it's finding that perfect marriage there. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, Chris, I know you had, you had one last parting thought, I think on the playoffs. Did did. you not? I did. I would like to hear so, it. So if you look at the, the teams that made the, the World Series, the Diamondbacks and the Rangers, and if you go back and you look at where were these teams two years ago, you wouldn't find them at the top of the standings. You wouldn't find them in the middle of the standings. They were dead last. Each of those teams had over 100 losses two years ago. And last year was not much better. Texas had 94 losses. Arizona had 88. Over the last two years, those teams nearly combined for almost 400 losses. Jeez. Wow. Yet, they did one simple thing this year. They made the freaking playoffs. And what have we said? What were we saying last year? Make the playoffs and anything can happen. That Am means- I crazy? Am I crazy? Or were they both the sixth seed? No, no. Texas was the fifth. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought one was the fifth. But dude, but both were. They were only cards. the fifth by a game. Yeah, they were. The You're Guardians' right. goal next year, and there's a lot of things working in the Guardians' favor. We've gone over a lot of it already, so no need to to rehash that. Both the Twins and the White Sox, probably your two legit most legitimate threats at the division because of their financial resources, have come out and said they're spending less money this summer or this this offseason. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The Guardians can strike now while the iron's hot. Yep. And there's going to be a lot of. A lot of learning curves, I guess, is the best way to put it with uh vote. But I think I think that's where the, the front office is gonna surround him with a lot of intelligent play uh you know, former players and, and, and you know coaches to help him make that an easy transition. And Carl Willis is sticking around. Yeah, so Willis nice. is sticking around, Sandy Alomar sticking around. Um we we got the the one guy coming in from the Giants, another young guy. He's going to be the um, infield instructor and like bench coach. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I really, I, I don't want to start overhyping things just yet. I don't want to, you know, be glass is absolutely a hundred percent full dude. But I guess what I'm saying is, there's a path for the guardians to make the playoffs and it's not completely batshit crazy. Right. Only a little bit batshit crazy. And then once you're in, anything can happen. Exactly. Anything can happen. Exactly. Just got it. This, yeah. this year proved it. This year proved it. Mm-hmm. It's like every year, man. It's like, uh, you know, two years ago. Now the Phillies made the world series as the sixth seed. Yeah. Um, this isn't the, the NBA. Uh, I mean, right, exactly, exactly. Enough. And even in, it happens in football, too. I mean, a lot of times six seed can yes. make a run. Yeah, you're exactly right. I don't know if, like, collectively we've all just, like, because it's gotten so popular that we all just, like, 
think that every playoff format is like the NBA. Yeah. But it's like it's actually more often than not in sports leagues. If you just make the damn playoffs, you got a pretty decent shot. Get hot at the right time, anything can happen. That's right. All right, boys. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for this off-season edition. Um, there will be winter meetings. I believe everybody's recovered from their diarrhea at the GM well, that was meetings. the GMs. You know. the, the GMs all had the diarrhea. And, and the GMs the will be at the winter meetings, coming up. but, you know. Well, barring another uh, diarrhea outbreak, I think they'll actually get some work done. So that's happening. Hopefully. Free agency and stuff is starting to ramp up, so we'll talk again about that and if anything big happens we will be talking about it of course and uh until then rate review subscribe catch us you know wherever social anywhere else and uh we'll catch you later